Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I'm really feeling quite emotional uh, because this morning when I was coming and preparing for my Enlightened Conversation with our beautiful guest Leela Mirza, I was told by Spirit that this particular episode would be airing on Good Friday. And I really feel quite emotional about it. Um, when I mentioned it to Leela this morning, just as she came on the show, I, she, the first thing she said, do you feel emotional? I said, yes. So for whatever reason, this show is here. It's for you. It's uh, obviously Food for Good Friday. And we'd just love to um, let you know straight off the bat at the beginning of the show that we feel the energy and uh, we're with you. Now, I'm going to introduce Leela Mirza to you. Leela is a dedicated energy therapist, intuitive healer, trainer, and mentor. She is the creator of Infinite Healing. Her practice is based in Southampton, Hampshire, which is all the way from the UK, for those of you who don't know the UK. And she's actually coming in from the UK today for our show. She's known as a warm and positive person. I can attest to that. I have been in many an enlightened conversation with this beautiful being who works from her heart. Her warm and non-judgmental attitude make her clients feel comfortable and accepted. That's for sure. I can also attest to that. With the other hand, both hands. Leela helps her clients come into alignment with their soul purpose using different healing modalities such as Reiki, crystal healing, mindfulness, her own intuition and lots of other a wide range and gamut of, 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 of things that spirit comes in and helps her to use. And also Octavian, which I'd love to learn more about. So welcome, Leela. Hi, Michelle. Uh, so nice to see you. It's really good to see you too. And I think it's so lovely that um, we met under the circumstances of you sending me an email and I immediately felt your vibration and went, oh my God, I love this person. I need to contact her. And uh, it's, it's an awesome, um, I, I guess the way I look at technology, a lot of people poo-poo it, but my goodness, you know, without it, I wouldn't have met someone like you and you're a beautiful soul and you've just got so much warmth and ener gorgeous energy and compassion and divine truth flowing through you. And uh, so I'm, I'm chuffed that I get to oh, see. Michelle, honestly, thank you. And you know, the, the honor is mine to be in presence of you, a woman of so much power who is a torch and a light for so many people. And I see the beauty and I'm sure we all see the beauty flowing through you. So thank you, honestly, oh, thank you. Thanks, sweetheart. It, hey, um, what was the feeling you were getting around the Good Friday thing? Were you feeling like there was an inten intention from spirit around that for us mm -hmm. to support people um good friday i think everything in this world is trying to you know i'm a, i'm symbolic i'm all about the symbolic meaning i've always been a symbolic person um, and i think people connect through symbolic 
language, whether it's through visuals, auditory, you know, kinesthetic, it's all about something symbolic. So I feel that, you know, whether or not you follow any certain practice or you believe in anything, the Good Friday really resonates deeply with the hearts of so many people. Yeah, it does. And I'm very symbolic as well. I think for me, um, uh, Good Friday is, is really about um, acknowledging that every day is a new beginning. We, mm. we, often, we often live our, live in a kind of in the story of our life rather than um, as creators of our life. And I feel like Good Friday gives us an opportunity to really reclaim our ability to say yes to new beginnings in our life. Um, and then also, I think, because of the nature of the... Um, Christ returning in that story of, of, of Good Friday after his crucifixion, he, he came back. I feel like it's about plugging into that eternal life for us and really that is source and that we're part of that. And so therefore it's about infinite possibilities that, that we step into new life, but we also step into infinite possibilities um, every second of every moment if we allow ourselves. That's what I feel is coming through. Mm. I can relate to that and, and that resonates with me. Um, I think we're getting to this stage in our life where lots of people are starting to, and actually this has come up a lot this week that you know, there's this big thing about labels and saying, you know, you're a spiritual person. In fact, everybody's spiritual. You know, your father's spiritual, your mother's spiritual. And the way they translate it is, is without the, you know, the whole, the word saying, hey, I'm a spiritual being. So everyone acts from their truth. And things are changing for people on so many platforms and people's vibrations are changing. So, and I find that even so, we are finding the peace amongst broken pieces, you know, people are starting to look inside and internalize information and things are accelerating for people so much around that. And I think, yeah, Good Friday really resonates with that, going into themselves more, finding their infinite power and, you know, that their love within them is it's infinite. So it all starts within us all. And I think, um, I feel a lot that people are moving, even like my family, you know, my, my mother was raised Catholic and then she was a Pentecostal and, and I've, I've been to service and I've experienced so many parts. Um, but beyond these things, they don't need to attain any kind of labels to say, this is who I am, to be a certain way, because they have acts of kindness they love, you know, unconditionally and they care. And that's all what it's about. It's just spreading love and knowing that everything starts with love and it ends with love, you know. And I think that um, it's easy for us at any moment, at any juncture in our spiritual evolution and even, you know, for, for, for want of a better word, you know, um, where, where we're at that place where we're doing our spiritual stuff with other people and helping them you know um but even for us uh to hold that vision for ourselves that we are infinite beings at all times 
and that anything is possible, we can invite spirit in to support us with that next thing that we're asked to do and not have any fear around it and not feel like we have to perform and not feel like we have to hold anything, just stepping in and just bringing that divine presence that wants to come through and just aligning in that moment with that. And then the form of how that comes across, you know, that becomes, I think, expansive. I think there's more global reach when we step into that because there's a lot of people that step, hold back and they're, oh, I'm not ready for that or I can't step into that or whatever because they have, an, they have a, uh, it's, oh, I think it's a, oh, I'm seeing this, Leela. It's like they don't realise it, but they've put a ceiling on their abilities. Mm. They don't mm. realise, oh, this is what I'm doing now, so that's what I'm meant to be doing in terms of yeah. life purpose. But the reality is what I've learned about life purpose, and you specialise in this, so this is kind of interesting, is that it's a continual evolution of uh, we, get, we get fed little driblets of it along the way mm-hmm. and step into more and more of it, and it changes. And it's radically different from maybe five years ago to now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. So many people are afraid of what they're truly capable of, you know, um, and they doubt themselves because they've been so conditioned to having all these beliefs, you know, and this caused them to become limited in action. So you can walk around and you can tell people, you know, believe in yourself, believe that you are in control and in you, you are power. You can be everything you want to be. And to people, it sounds like, this sounds a bit like a candy shop movie. Can I really be everything I want to be? You know, and the answer is you are creating your life today, tomorrow. All the opportunities is in the world that you can have. You know, the universe has given you so much choices and decisions. And then people say, but why do we have to experience all the trauma? Why, do, why does life throw us sideways with balls? But it's all because we're becoming molded daily. You know, it's part of our experience. It's part of our growth. We have to live a life on the human plane because that's what we signed our soul contract for, was to experience these purposes and challenges and to become in alignment with that. So once we become aligned and we heal ourselves, we are a testimony to other people to allow other people to grow. So just like you're spreading your love and, you know, your deep passion for what you do, you inspire so many other people on your road, you know, just by your presence. They might not even know that Michelle is doing this because she's doing that. But what you're doing, you're planting that seed that stands with you so deeply, you know. And yeah, you've had to go through all your experiences in life. But this is why you've had to go through this. So you can plant that little seed and will blossom into this beautiful fountain and it will just keep lighting and lighting. And really life can be all magical if you want it to be, 
you just have to really believe in yourself and you know feel the love and i'm all about love i just love passion and love you know and i love the, the law of um the vibration you know what you put out into the law of attraction and you get it back i love the vibration it's all about you know the universe and the vibration and it all just comes into one so i could just go on about this and go off track <laughs> no. I think that's the that's the whole point of enlightened conversations is go, go where we need to go, and because that's what comes through from spirit. That's the true surrender and a true letting go of mm. the need to control the whole conversation. What we need, it's just like let's let's see what spirit wants us to talk about. What's on our what's in our heart, and that I feel comes through. People people actually feel it more authentic authentically mm. when we're not pre-programming what we're saying but we're allowing and creating a space for spirit to come through and say what it needs to say to the people today that are going to be watching it and also probably i i imagine for many many moons to come that they'll be coming back and and watching shows that are archived and and things like that because they're going to need it as people awaken more and more people are going to need this kind of uh, conversation where they feel like they're part of it like they're sitting down with Leela and Shell and they just just flies on the wall just having a little bit of a energy soak up with regards to what we're saying and also they're probably listening to what spirit's saying to them at that divine moment in time from what you've said and what it's triggered off in them um, what I've said and they're having their own realizations and that's perfect that's 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 the perfect way to probably describe what we're doing here and why we're doing it. Hmm. So no need to apologise for going off track because there is no off track. <laughs> <laughs> it's limitless. <laughs> What's that, honey? It's limitless. There's <laughs> no yes, limit. There is. Exactly. <laughs> Point uh, check. <laughs> yeah. That's right. you know, I think if there was one word, I would choose to come back into another lifetime and completely take the word out of, out of life the next time would be fear. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I see so many clients and fear always comes up, you know, mm. and the people, Michelle, that, that I see, they are so beautiful, you know. Every client who I've known who has walked through there, I see the true beauty in, in these people. I see what they can't sometimes see. Sometimes it's like I need to move their head and say, look what I'm looking at, you know. Look at what you've gone through, who you are, you know. Can you see yourself through my eyes? Do you have those abilities, you know. And there's so much within them. But what happens is just because we live in such a fear-based society, so we become afraid. We become afraid to dream. We become afraid to be ourselves. We become afraid to do things without feeling guilty. You know, we, we're afraid to say something to our friend because we can't speak our truth. But all we have to do is accept that truth, honor our souls, honor the women within you, honor the femininity, the masculinity, you know, live life as much as you can every day without fear. And life becomes so much easier and you find so much more peace. Call in faith. You know, whenever I feel fear, I know it's an opportunity for me to trust spirit more. 
I know. I know it's an opportunity. That's what, that's what the fear is there for. Every single scrap of it. It's just an opportunity for me to trust and surrender more spirit. Mm-hmm. To know that in that moment, if I let go and I trust 100% that whatever's happening is in my highest good, whatever will happen is in my highest good, then I relax and I do feel that peace that you're talking about. And so it's really an opportunity for us at that moment to practice faith. High five. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what happens when we let go and we tell fear, hold on, I'm not going to let you rent a room in my head. You're the cheapest room. So I let go of fear. Then we take a new step into growth because we can only look at fear in light and we can only tell fear how will you serve me so fear tells you i will serve you if you let go i guarantee you will grow and that's what it does absolutely exactly and you know what when you said i don't want i'm not going to let you fear rent a room in my head I had this vision of us giving a bunch of flowers to our fear and saying, thank you so much for serving me. Like I actually had that happen. Yes. Honouring fear. Honour your fear. Honour it. And and thank you. Thank you. Because without you, I wouldn't have really found my complete, uh, my ability to completely surrender. Yes. And then you're free because what does the picture of surrendering look like? Standing free, lifting up your arms and being free, release that energy, you know, release all of that so you can become in alignment. And this is why I love working with people because I will not let fear stop me. Fear will not control me and my future, you know. And people think that it's not possible to do this because of this and of this, because the TV tells you this and media tells you that, you know, so they see what they want to see and fear becomes the safe zone. So it's easier to feel afraid because it's your safety. So I don't know what it's going to be like if I move at this house, maybe, you know, I'm so used to being in here, it becomes safe. Even so, I don't want to, but it's the easiest option. But I'm going to let go and I'm going to spread my wings and see where my first step takes me. And through this, I'm going to grow. So, and through growing, I heal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting because when I was on my little run, jog, walk thing this morning by the ocean, I got a message that dropped in about women who stay in marriages that they're not happy in for convenience. Mm. It was a direct message. And I feel like as you're talking there, I'm like, okay, good Friday, new beginnings, new life, fear. And it, it, it felt to me like it had all come together as well, that, that spirit's talking about this particular topic, that especially women who are on a spiritual path that then perhaps have outgrown their partner and mm. are still perhaps their partner has been supporting them financially to do that work 
Um, oh, yes, I feel that. See it a lot. Yeah. And then, but then I see them hit their head on a ceiling around what they could do and their infinite potential because their fear around not having enough money or not being able to do the work they're doing because they're not going to be supported financially to do it. Um, and I feel that that's a barrier that um, of fear and not trusting spirit that perhaps is required to step through in order to really get that financial flow happening for them is to actually mm -hmm. step that and to mm -hmm. say um, mm -hmm. it's time because it feels to me like when you get to a certain point oh my god that reminds me i had a conversation with someone yesterday about this uh, at length i must i must uh contact her today and just let her know i've had another <laughs> download <laughs> um but, but often you know, obviously obviously been a catalyst for this as well but um Actually, two people. Wow, that's interesting. Within the last, what is today? Wednesday, we're recording. It was Sunday. Okay, so in the last four days, we had two really significant conversations around this um, without realising that this was going to be coming up. And I feel like it needs to be spoken to because I'll tell you why. When we get to a certain point of energy in our spiritual growth and we feel like we're really on track and we are really nailing it and our energy and our empowerment and everything and we're doing it we've we put ourselves out there what happens is is that it gets to a point where you do need to step into that level of surrender and if you don't what can happen is because the energy is so strong coming through you and it really wants to move it wants to move in a direction that is not actually in the framework of that particular marriage or relationship the the, the vibrational energy that it takes to actually maintain that is taking away from what needs to actually flower and flourish out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so often what will happen is, um, and I hear I hear people sharing about this, is that they're feeling, they don't actually know why lately. They've been feeling down lately. They haven't had much energy lately. They've been feeling really like um, unmotivated lately. They just can't seem to get the really direct guidance they need for that next step. Those are the mm -hmm. symptoms. Those are the mm -hmm. symptoms that come through, you know, depression. Um, Trapped emotions. Yes. So it's really interesting. And I, I just want to, I want everyone to know that because those people actually listening, you don't have to be, obviously you don't have to work in the spiritual industry to benefit from this conversation. But you do need to know this, that even ourselves at this level of our enlightenment we are faced with challenges that we still need to learn how to let go mm -hmm. you're not alone it's a continual evolution it's a continual journey and i feel it needed to be spoken to because sometimes people look up to us and go oh you just got all your stuff together and da, 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 da. but there's always our, our little ceilings that we put on ourselves course, too of course of course yes i can i really honestly deeply resonate with that like I've been in that experience and, you know, especially when it comes to doing this type of work, we start to think, oh, you know, people are going to look at me a bit weird or it's all going to be like, what type of work is this? Are you into like, you know, 
playing with voodoo and poking dolls. You know, people have so much perception, so you become so afraid. And then you're so overwhelmed because your life changes so much. So you meet this man and you think he's the love of your life and you can live happily ever after. And this is what Cinderella tells us to live like happily ever after. So we meet this man and we find ourselves outgrowing. And this man, you know, would become different to the way we are. Our energy starts shifting. So we find our path starts drifting. And then we find ourselves coming really trapped because we're not truly happy. So then we force ourselves to be happy because we're so afraid of leaving, of what firstly the judgment will be about leaving, the divorce, you know, how will you focus, how will you afford, and then it becomes the parental responsibilities, like what are my children, you know, how are we going to get the children dynamic in, is this good for the children, so we actually start looking at ways how it will work, when the universe is telling you, you know, you're okay to work, you're okay to be on your own, you're okay to live life like this, you know, we start going back into fear, and we start looking for what's not there, so we start highlighting this, I was in the same experience with my ex-husband, you know, um, we met when we were 18, and we just, you know, it was one of those type of karmic relationships where it's really intense and you, you know, you together for such a long time. So you grow together. Then comes that point in your life where you think, you know, hold on, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing someone else, you know, so you start looking different, but you become so afraid to let go. Just yeah. some women, what I find with a lot of women is they're afraid to start over. They see their power, so they see what they can be, because it all starts with a thought and a seed and a visual. So they see what they can be, and all of a sudden, it seems really good. It seems like, wow, I can be that. I can be free. I can be happy. I can do the work that I love. But then the reality hits in, which is the ego sometimes, and it tells you, hold on a minute, you have to be safe. And what is safety? Stay in the relationship with the children, make it work, you know, do this, do that. And you, you start thinking this can't work. But the more you reject your voice, your true voice, the more unhappier you become because you don't listen to your soul's calling. You don't listen to the truth that lays within. You listen to the noise outside with the noise of the mind and you don't silence your mind. So then in that effect, they stay, most of them, some of them stay, some of them find the courage. And I've seen women who find the courage and become really brave and took that stand and said, I am a goddess and I will empower myself or I'm a wild woman and I will walk in my truth and I'll be free. And I see that happen. And that's a big joy for me to see that. But I understand where a lot of women are stuck and you know they are not alone. And if there, if there are any of these women listening to this today, I just want to tell them, you know, listen to your voice inside and don't be afraid. Because even so you're sleeping alone with the tears rolling down your eyes, thinking, how will you cope? Know that your hand is being held by spirit and know that the universe is on your side and you don't have to be afraid. And once you take that stand, you will see that all the pain and all the suffering, you know, the walking on the cult will all seem worth it once you go through it.
And I can't assure that it's going to be a smooth sailing road because there's no promises in life. But I can assure one thing, that when you walk into your truth and into your purpose, you're so much more happier. Absolutely. That's a beautiful so, message. Oh, I just feel so deeply about women. Yeah, that's beautiful. And hey, men too. Like, ser seriously, there's probably men out there that are really changing and growing and, and, and perhaps they are. And I have come across so many. So that, that perhaps they're with women who are very two-dimensional and very shallow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Not yes. at all, yeah. not at all interested in this, in this uh, really taking any responsibility for their own reality. Yeah. So there's men that are really coming into their into balance and and they're outgrowing their relationships too. Yes, of course. It's beautiful. I feel that we see more men standing as a true man, being brave enough to embrace their vulnerability and their intuitive side, and not has to have to justify their feelings or. Um, you know, think their way with their words yeah. to explain why they need to do what they need to do. Just know deep within their being that this is this is my this is what I need to do to feel free and to feel connection too, not yeah. just free, but to yeah. feel truly connected to you. And um, yeah, I I I feel like there's um. There's so many layers of messages here. One of the messages that came through, Leela, was that a lot of women and men who stay in relationships where they kind of know it's not serving them really anymore. Like they've, mm. they've outgrown, they know that on some level they've outgrown it or maybe they don't know they've outgrown it, but their unconscious knows that, that, that this is not actually their, for their highest good anymore. It's just perhaps superfluous and um, mm. almost like Groundhog Day going around mm. and around that the same thing happens, nothing really changes. And they're very angry and they have a lot of anger usually towards their partner. And I'd like to invite people to realise that that anger, it's usually about being angry at yourself but not making the changes you need to make to mm -hmm. step into what you need to be in your life. Mm -hmm. It's not about them at all. In fact, the angrier you are at them, the better, the greater the job they're doing to help you realise that, that it's mm -hmm. your, your responsibility to take a look at now what you need to do because anger is often that little seed that I find that germinates, that turns into integrity because without, without a little bit of anger, you go, you don't kind of know where your boundary is around your integrity and how to honour yourself. You, 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 you might be abandoning yourself all the time and giving to everyone else and not have any boundaries whatsoever around what you're doing for where it's coming from, from for yourself. Mm -hmm. So there could be a lot of anger there projected out. Mm -hmm. You start to claim it and go, hang on a sec, I'm really angry with myself. I really feel like I'm betraying myself by not honouring that I need to do this for me. Maybe it's just mm -hmm. one thing, really aware of it. And then as you do that, somehow it builds on itself and you start to learn, oh, I need to do this for myself. And, it, and you start to honour yourself. And that anger yeah. has served you to take your power back and to actually really build that connection with you and yourself. Yeah. 
and I, I get that and I you know I I too understand that so much and it's so true what you're saying about men and you know feeling the same way as women because I've seen some amazing men who learned this in secret because they're so afraid what to say and how to do and you know it's harder for men I find because they have this expectation of having to be strong so when they find that they're changing from this whole 3d or 2d whatever we want to call it they feel like they don't know how to express themselves with women it's a lot easier because we're more emotional and you know we can I can pick up the phone I go hey Michelle you know I'm feeling a bit like this today men don't have that or some men feel afraid to be like that because it's usually not a very masculine thing to do. So, yeah, I, I understand this with, you know, males feeling, feeling like that. And there are a lot of them out there who feels like that, who has anger or who struggles because they are afraid and it results in this trapped emotions. You know, to me, all of these, these seeds become trapped because we're not expressing. So whatever we internalize, becomes a trapped emotion, which is not really the healthiest emotion because they manifest, you know. But yes, I, I, I see this and I see people who suffer with this and where they go with it, but how they change and they empower themselves through these experiences. Yeah, absolutely. It all serves a purpose. Your anger, if you're really, really angry, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> don't make it about them. <laughs> And don't, 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 don't be angry at yourself. Like, just realise you are angry with yourself and then do something that shifts into integrity. And, oh, my God, the amount of health benefits that come from letting go of the anger and channeling it into self-love is ridiculous. And just we feel like, I can't describe it. I know for me, <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I like that, that that sort of catapult thing. You know, you just feel like you're... And, you know, there might be fallout, sure. There might be fallout, but nothing nothing feels as good in the old relationship that you've outgrown. Um, no, nothing feels um, as, as, as bad as that, even if... Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Nothing feels as good as what you've stepped into, but nothing feels as bad as that, that place, that stagnant quagmire that we feel that we're in where we're stuck in the mud it's yeah. you know what if there's a little bit of fallout over there it's totally worth it because you it's you're still shifting and changing and i have found myself too walking through that journey there was a lot of fallout for me walking through that journey oh my goodness walking through that journey taught me so much too and so not to be arrogant and say well i'm at a better level than you so i'm going to leave but not that kind of energy around it but to step into, mm -hmm. okay, this person's not coping with that decision, so that's okay. I still have a lot of stuff to learn on a relationship level that's honouring myself, feeling good about myself, letting go of guilt, letting go of anger at someone else's thinking I don't deserve what I, you know, um, mm. feel I'm worthy of. I have a lot, you know, there might be, there might be not a lot of peace within yourself mm. when you step out. Mm. But if you don't work that journey, then you're not working that relationship with yourself either. You're yeah, not, exactly. Not those aspects of yourself either. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an interesting thing, you know. You're saying to people, you know, I can't say it's going to be easy, um, 
but but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything that people we we because we obviously having the human experience on Earth, so people become confused they think maybe we're having the spiritual experience so what they do they microscope everything under microscopic you know microscope and think okay why did this happen why is this happening but what it is actually we all are spiritual being but we're having the human experience and that's what we're struggling to cope with so going back to what you were saying everything that we do in our lives is really a reflection of what's going on within us and what's going on with how we're growing. So day to day, we struggle with the next person's behavior. We struggle with this person being catty. Ooh, did this person make a remark on Facebook towards me indirectly? Ooh, is this person judging me? Really, you know, it's all about ourselves. Our journey is about transforming our lives. What the people are that we struggle with or has been sent to us are in our contract. They are teachers and mirrors of our growth. So they are there to teach us. Even myself and like yourself, you know, as much as I'm learning from you, you are learning from me. So what we're doing, we are exchanging energy and we're exchanging experiences. So I have an enlightened, you know, view of your life and what you're going through. And you have an enlightened view of me and what I'm going through. But everything's usually about ourselves. You know, what that per how they treat me or how they react towards me, it's usually an indication of what they're going through and where they are. So it's very important for us not to take these things personally. You know, when you're having a bad day or someone pushes in front of you, just kind of let it go. Try not to rise to those emotions because emotions are really not there but we create the emotion. So it's easy to become depressed. I don't think depression exists. I think we wake up and we kind of create the emotion of, oh, I'm feeling a little bit down, you know, and that's how our day goes. That's how we start feeling. And we see someone in the road and they slightly agitate you, or irritate you. And you think, oh, what have I done to them? What have I done? It's usually not really about what you've done or where you are. It's about the experience, about their journey. But how that affects us is they are mirroring, showing us a mirror to things that we have to heal in ourselves. So if we have a problem with what they're showing us, we have to look at our soul or do some mirror work and see where is this coming from? Why does you know, her sexual behavior really irritate me. Or why is this woman so flirty? It's so irritating. I can't deal with it. So I have to look at myself and think, what makes me feel uncomfortable about it? Maybe I'm not a naturally flirty person. Maybe I'm just generally not healthily in my, you know, sexual nature. So usually these things are mirrors to what we need to experience and learn. But what these people are doing, they are teaching us. Absolutely. And if we can't feel at any moment in time a sense of peace around someone's behaviour, and it really doesn't matter how inappropriate it may seem or how moderate it seems, but if we can't feel peace around that person's behaviour, then it's our issue, not theirs. Because I, I, I'm a big believer that we've done everything. We've all mm. done everything. We will all do everything because we are everything. And so 
if we can't get to a place of peace and love and compassion for that aspect that's being mirrored back at us, we're the ones with the issue, not that other person. They're just simply on their enlightenment journey, fumbling along, perhaps very unconscious, perhaps very limited. So what? So are we all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, who are we to judge them? Um, and I think that's a really great message for Good Friday as well. It's like that message of, you know, I, I remember one, one standout thing for me was Jesus up on the cross and, and um, he's really struggling with things and um, then he gets it and he says those words, forgive them, Father, for they know what they do. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. Let's, just, let's just be really gracious and really generous oh, yes. Yes. With, with our mercy, love, compassion, whatever you want to call it, to really, there's always something we can do, Lila. You know, mm -hmm. people say, oh, there's nothing we can do. Like for that person, they're just so far gone. Yes, there is. We can love them. And forgive we them. them. We can forgive them. We can, we can have compassion for them. And mm -hmm. that, because we're, we're connected intrinsically, what we give them, we give to ourselves as well. Um, so there's always... We benefit health-wise, sweetheart, don't we? I mean, you work with chakras, you work with energy centres, you know what causes so much health deterioration, depletion and illnesses and things like that is definitely coming from what we create from within ourselves around a lot of our judgments towards other people, isn't it? A lot of stuck energy. It's a lot of soul wounding going on, you know, things that we struggled with. And especially like forgiveness. Forgiveness is the biggest thing that holds people back. And this could be the Good Friday message, you know, forgive, let go, love, you know. Um, and it could sound very easy. I mean, it sounds easy to say it and people know it's really hard to do. But really, forgiveness is a bridge to love. If you look at, if you look at a bridge, in order to go and fall in love again, you have to let go and forgive. Like, how can you move on? In, in something if you're still holding and looking at that door because you can't let go because you're in so much pain. And yeah, it can be so painful because we keep looking behind us, hoping, holding onto some false hope that things could change. So we don't look mm -hmm. in front of us and see the love because we all have that within us. We all have that mystical place. And I'm sure everybody on earth know that there's a lot more power to them. Whether you're conscious or not conscious, awakened or not awakened, no matter what your circumstances are, people know they have power. We all do. Being a human being, we're just not pulled in with a brain and a body to eat. We know we can run, we can jump, we have infinite power. We have the power to forgive people. But the question really is, are you ready? Do you want to live a life, you know, drinking poison, expecting an other person to die? Or do you want to walk away? That's a great analogy, Leela. Wow. No, seriously, I look at not being able to forgive as, as actually feeling like you're actually drinking poison or you're, you're injecting it into yourself. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely how I look at um, non-forgiveness. I mean, forgiveness is one of my 12 principles that, I, that are in the Everyday Lightworker Bible. 
that came that were channeled through from Archangel Michael. I mean, I can't imagine living a life on high vibrational frequencies without forgiveness. I just, you know, I just, I just can't. I mean, we could just be blaming everybody for everything that happens to us. And be victim, victim every day. Yeah, absolutely. I would, this is, this is the thing that came, also came through to me this morning was um, to ask the question, um, if, if you'd done that, to, to someone else, to say you were the one, so you're judging someone for something they've done that may be horrendous. So what if it was you? Would you be able to forgive yourself ever? Now, if the answer is no, then you've got work to do because I sit here and go, well, I can forgive. I can forgive because I'm not really standing in a place of judgment around their behavior. I'm just saying that's their journey. That's their, they're serving a purpose. Hey, if they didn't do that, perhaps other you know, Hitler had to happen, otherwise we probably wouldn't realise all the equality rights. I have these discussions with my daughters. Um, you know, so much came from that learning of that time with Hitler mm. around equality and, you know, honouring people um, and their uh, just allowing pe people are not assigned to their religions, basically, is, is a huge, big message that came from that, plus a million other ones. We can look at those kind of well, so-called perceived tragic circumstances, and there was a lot of loss. But we can also see the power that came out of them as well. Because if we are able to tune into that and say, actually, that was a pivotal moment in uh, everybody's awakening to consciousness of major issues. And they, you know what, they had to hit rock bottom. Yes, it was a rock bottom, but look what we got from it. So do I hate Hitler? Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? Do I hate any dictator yeah. in history? Absolutely not. They have yeah. been in service to our purpose. They have been in service to our purpose, working for the light. They just did not even know it. The power hungry, the controlling, the domineering, the um, polarised thinking, they've all been in service to humanity. Um, we just need to see that so that we can get on with the business of not being dictators and control freaks ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's happening a lot lately, like around the world, you know, I don't need to mention names, but we're being tested and people are reacting in all sorts of ways and manners and forms. And, you know, it becomes a very touchy subject, the subject with a lot of things that's going on in the world. Um, but my, for me personally, because I know we all see life out of a different perception and this is why people have opinions, you know, and they clash. Um, they don't realize everyone has a different perception. Personally, my perception is everything has to happen for a reason. Whoever gets nominated, whoever gets voted for, it's there for a reason. Absolutely. We must not be happy with it, but it's an experience from this, you know. He's going to bring, bring an experience. She's going to bring an experience. We're going to learn. Maybe the whole world is going to start standing together, start standing strong. We have to look at what's the positive outcome out of these experiences. So I absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's an opportunity for us to really take a look at that aspect of ourselves and go, where do I do that in my life? Or, you know, where do I play small in my life? And I really wish on some level I was able to step into something bigger, you know, because sometimes yeah. the opposite of what someone represents is something that we do too much of as well, you know, yeah. like we indulge in inferior behaviour and then we hate people, that sort of tall poppy syndrome where we, we kind of go, oh, going to slash you down because I don't want you to get tall because we haven't actually embraced that in ourselves and we're playing small in our yeah, lives. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting yeah, what people yeah. symbolise 
but that big control freak kind of energy came through about when people are look when they look like they've got it together and perhaps the fear around them having it together as well is that they may well abuse their power we can ask ourselves the question well maybe i've abused my power in the past have i have i ever abused anybody i'm sure we all can say yes to that um how do we feel about that and really start in our own backyard in our own energy centers because that heals the world that really contributes to what i what i would say enlightenment activism is because enlightened activism isn't something where you're slashing people down to build yourself up or you're accusing people of being wrong or you're trying to um label society's current norms is bad enlightened activism is actually believing that we are all connected and so let so the journey towards fully realizing that as a a big planet of consciousness is not to segregate and um, disconnect and do things in a disconnected fashion it's about building energy and it's Mm. about creating yeah creating a bigger a, a bigger vibration of masses of collective that that are not doing the haters game that are doing the loving game and saying this is absolutely inevitable guys we're just we're just owning it we're just Mm -hmm. actually owning this is what it's about that's part of why i do this that's Mm -hmm. part of why i'm doing the enlightened conversations to to really kick off a revolution like that because the more people that really turn off from buying into the news and the way that's presented and the opinions of tragedy and how that's presented and reporting how many years people are locked up for, for doing actions on their journey that we're all benefiting from probably. Um, the more we, the less we focus on that, that in that way and the more we focus on the solution, the more power we actually have as a collective. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's interesting you say about forgiving yourself you know, and like you said, we've all probably have done something that we're not proud of, but it's also celebrating our grace and our path and together our path is one because we're all connected, you know, what we, what we do and we reflect back to each other is all connected. So um, that plays a very big part in forgiving ourselves as well, you know, because that can create some crazy programs, you know, of guilt. And guilt is not a pleasant, a pleasant program to run. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I I would have to say, one of the apart from shame, toxic mm. shame, um, guilt that isn't really based on our value system, but guilt that's just based on I should be or I, I I'm you know um, I shouldn't have done that. That kind of guilt um, is 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 probably I I think one of the lowest forms of energy vibration there is the heaviest step yes. into guilt it's it's like putting an anchor to tying it to your ankle and you just go boom in your energy and you can actually start to say well do i really feel responsible for someone else's reality that much that i would tie an anchor to my foot and allow myself to drown because that's kind of what you're doing in your energy when you're doing that is that you're actually allowing yourself to, to really sink 
um, deeply. And people living at the bottom of the, you know, <laughs> the underwater and, and hardly being able to breathe and, and that kind of stuff for a long period of time, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, very, uh, it's very disconnected and isolated existence down there. It's, it's not, there's not a lot of life down there. And it's mm. hard to be around you and see you. So we see you though. We see mm. you. We're lucky we've got the, the goggles that we can go <laughs> there. Let's, let's, go, let's go shine the torch. Hey, we've got an enlightened conversation show. Have a, have a look at this. And, <laughs> and then you can actually watch it from down there and decide to tie the thing off there. We'll give them the oxygen mask and they can tie the, untie the thing off their ankles so they can just literally float all the way back up again because that's easy let go let go guys let go of the yeah. responsibility that you should have to ought to must do um are responsible for everyone else's stuff let go of all that and go i am only responsible for me and i'm choosing to focus on some positive stuff today Yes, and you're responsible for creating change in your life and to, you know, to following your dreams. And sometimes people are afraid to follow the dreams. And, you know, going back to these programs that we run, guilt and anger and emotion, I don't think a lot of people realize how these, these emotions or programs affect us. Say if you want to start running a business in a few years and you're struggling with abundance because you have certain blocks, and when we start tapping, into the subconscious into where these blocks are coming from it's usually because you felt guilty to do this mm -hmm. or you felt anger to express yourself to speak your truth so these things guilt anger you know anything that we hold that doesn't feel good that doesn't serve us that we hold on to they manifest you know they can manifest in anything in abundance you know, they can manifest in blocking your dreams, blocking your voice, your purpose. And then you start wondering, why does my throat always hurt? Or why do I have, you know, this issue with that issue? Because then they kind of manifest into health issues. So it's very important for people to really take responsibility of their emotions and their feelings on a daily basis. You know, if you, if you can give yourself something every day you wake up, what would that be? Mm, I like that. To mm. give yourself a special gift. Mm. You know, every day, something that money can't buy. Something that you want to tell your 14-year-old self. What will you tell your little 14-year-old self? You know, start speaking truth and love into you. Because that's what the soul breathes of. The soul needs love. Because love is the oxygen to the soul. Life and truth and positivity. That's what we need to grow. We have to put ourselves in light every day before we can go out and serve the world. Yeah, agreed. Feed, feed yourself so that you're full and then you, as you go out into the world, everybody benefits from that. That's for mm. sure. I've learned that. That's why I get up at five in the morning when I'm recording at eight in the morning with you to have a run, to spend an hour actually conversing to God, what I call, you know, processing, planning and preparing, you know, and that is divine time with me in spirit. That's why I do that. It's not a job. It's not hard. It's a joy. It's a gift. I'm, I'm creating space for, to honour myself and to also um, allow space for that divine connection to, 
to come in so that I can actually then be, be here, clear as a bell, enjoying our conversation and loving every second of it, by the way. Um, yeah. And I know we've got into the end of our hour. I can't believe it. It's yeah. But before, before we sign off, um, I, I, I have two things. First of all, I want to quickly know about the Octave Therapy. Is it Octave Therapy or the Octave, Octave Learning? Learning, yes. Uh, and, 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 then, and then after you share that, unless I've got a question or two, I'm happy just to hear what it's about. Um, just let people know where they can find you so that they, if they want to connect with you and, and everything and they can find how they can do that. That would be wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Well, the octave of learning, um, I love, you know, and I love amongst many other modalities that the world is bringing in. I love, you know, I love all forms of healing, crystal healing, Reiki healing. I love hypnotherapy because it's very positive. But one thing I really love is the octave of learning. Now, the octave of learning is all about our beliefs and our programs that we're running. So it starts, it works on the chakras. So we have the main chakras, which are the eight, you know, the base, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat chakra, the third eye, and then we have the crown chakra. Now each chakra develops at a certain stage in your life. So for example, the base chakra develops from north months up to one or two, for example, just, just saying. Um, and with that, we pick up programs, whether they genetic programs and DNA beliefs, and that becomes into our development. So all our beliefs and our emotional body, it's in the root of all of our chakras. So if certain people have um, issues manifesting or people have certain issues letting go, it's basically a guide into your life to raise your consciousness so people become more aware on a daily basis of their relationships with others, their relationship with themselves. So the, the, the octave will help looking at your belief systems and how you can heal your own belief systems. So sometimes people don't understand why do they struggle, you know, with other people's um, perception of them. Lots of people struggle with what does she think of me? Why? So what I usually do, we, we look at, of the, we look at the octave of learning and we'll look at maybe the sacral chakra so the sacral chakra deals with a lot of the emotions the beliefs and it also works with the inner child so the inner child starts developing you know from one years old to three and that's the beliefs around their parents so the chakras is language of our life and the belief system and the programs so when i work with the chakras and the octave of learning it's teaching people and coaching people of how to look at their lives to clear programs, blocks and beliefs so they can live life in abundance and happy and in love. How to forgive, you know, how to find forgiveness is giving them the tools and the exercise for them to take control. So it's putting the control back in their hand. Yeah, and um, I was just curious about um, the, so there's eight, but, but I, know, I noticed that there were only seven. What's the eighth one? So the eighth, because it's the octave, which is over eight weeks. So the eighth one deals with the whole aura, the auric field. So the euphoric field, because when your chakras are not in aligned, it affects your whole vibrational state. Because what happens, you have blocked beliefs and trauma in, in those chakras. And sometimes they have a domino effect, you know, 
and that affects that euphoric field. So that's coming to the eighth week, the whole. Yeah, yeah, integration, beautiful. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome, sweet. Do you use music? I'm curious about that. Do you use music or is it based on, like I wasn't sure when I was reading yeah. on the website? Yep, the octave, the octave of um, the octave of learning is based with the, the the sounds because each chakra has a certain sound, like do re, and each represents a certain sound, a certain color, a certain vibration. Yeah. Oh wow! I love this. This is fantastic. I, 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 yeah, I'm all excited. I, I, you know, when I wrote Everyday Lightworker Bible, I merged twelve principles with the chakras. And I, I use the ear chakras as well because I find that because I'm highly clairaudient, um, I, f I feel like they always have to be included. So um, yeah. I, um, when I asked the eighth, I was, I was wondering whether, but you, because you're using sound, you're already using the ear chakras um, every step of the way too. And I often found that when, when it comes to the ear chakras, um, is that, there's, that, that they, they, they allow us to be receptive. And so the ability to receive and the ability to tap into any of our chakras, I feel like we are exercising our listening ears because we have to be willing to listen and receive information that, that, mm. that is activated. Mm. But you're right. I mean, the, the energy centres, as we love them and as we give to ourselves and as we understand them and as we unlock the stories and change the beliefs, we really activate them. They're very powerful and they allow... We don't have to think our way into anything because they actually show us exactly what we need to do. That it's like, where did that thought come from? I had no idea. Well, it's coming from the fact that you unlocked something and now you have the answers that you're seeking around the next thing to do for yourself. Because people go, exactly. I feel so lost, I feel so lost, I don't know what to do. Well, guess what? Just start to activate and unlock and you'll be fine. It'll be easy breezy, you know, it'll yeah. just be. So it's where can people go and do? Okay, so you can find me on um, my website, which is um, .com. Um You can email me at layla at laylamerza.com or you could call me, um, and I think the UK is plus 447-788-855-30229. You could find me on Facebook. Yes, and you've got a, a, a Facebook uh, page for infinite healing as well so that's on for that as well so but when you get when you get onto Leela's website it's so beautiful the music she's got it's actually did where's that music come from did you create it or did you did you is it no, something that you, just... I, you know that music just it shivers my soul every time I, I listen to that not, I was just sitting here I just had it playing in the background waiting for you this morning because I was just loving it so it's like a beautiful yummy Sound yeah, yeah. Mm. I found it that. Well, I found it online. So oh, well, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a beautiful journey of um, a lot of things today, a lot of insights and a lot of divine sharings come through. I've, I've certainly felt it. So thank you so much, beautiful, for holding the space with me to, to bring that through today because it's been amazing. I've really loved listening to you. It's been absolutely oh, divine. I could probably listen to you without talking for like hours, by the way. Just <laughs> Oh, thank you, child. Likewise, you know, you've got a beautiful, a beautiful energy and what you're doing again is it's, it's honouring to a lot of people on this world. And um, I truly admire you for the greatest big steps to come in your life too. Thank you so much.